try to sing the song. <laughs> so that when you edit it, you can put me coming in under <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> Welcome back to Call to the Table, where we talk about all these really fun things, especially um, how much we care about each other. I'm Olivia, and um, my love language is Chick-fil-A. <laughs> On a Sunday. Girl, I thought you just said, my love language is chicken. <laughs> I love chicken, but Chick-fil-A. My love language is Chick-fil-A. What's On a act- Sunday. No, what's your actual love language? I'll get to that later. <laughs> Mine is Chick-fil-A. <laughs> On a Sunday. You gotta, think of, a, you gotta think of a funny Now I've got to think of a funny chicken one minis. on the spot. Yeah, no. <laughs> On a Sunday. Come at me, Kanye West. <laughs> Close on Sunday. You're my Chick-fil-A. You give me sweet tea. That's the problem. <laughs> oh, gosh. What did you do? Why did you give her more caffeine? You're the one who let me buy it. <laughs> You're the one who asked me if I wanted it. <laughs> no, I was. I didn't want to put sweet tea in there. I wanted to do orange juice or apple juice. And she's like, no, put sweet tea in there. And I was like, no. She's like, put it in there. I'm like, fine. And what was my answer? Sweet, sweet tea. tea. And I, from across Kroger, I hear, you win. Your turn. I'm John, and I'm the person that gave the Chick-fil-A on Sunday. Aww. Aww. I was going to say, your love language is mildly annoyed. (laughs) 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 And I fulfill that love language every day. Yo. That was funny. I'm proud of myself. (laughs) Don't pat me! I'm not patting you on the head. I'm patting you on the shoulder. patted me. My, I'm, oh my gosh, I pulled a you, Caroline. I forgot to say my name. Uh, I'm Jordan, and my love language is strawberries and chocolate. You pulled me those together. Yes, I forgot to say my name. So basically, I don't have to say it now. No, what's your name? What's your name? And what's your love language? I don't know who you are. That's not my name. My name is Caroline, and my love language is my dog slapping me in the face in the morning. Oh, slapping you with his paw. With her, yeah, she she comes and she lays on my chest and then she goes whap because she wants me to love her and then she flips her head around and flips her head around and you know it's great and then so sometimes she stands with her full weight on my boob and that hurts. Um, Have you, ever you know, punched yourself in the boob? No, no, like I haven't. Voluntarily? No. Like, voluntarily. I was trying to pull my sleeve up one day and it slipped. And I Hey, I got the wind knocked out of me by dodgeballs. Uh, one of so let's see. I remember what it was. First hit me in the chest, and then the next one hit me in the face and knocked my glasses off. Oh. And I I, I I was in middle school and I said I'm done. And I sat out the rest of that session. I was like I don't care anymore. These gigantic guys like John just grabbing these little foam balls and chucking them like cannons across the whole gym. At, at least your Bible teacher didn't launch one and hit you in the face like I did. I love dodgeball. So did I, but... Yeah, I know y'all did. And then laughing. I sensed that. I s- yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. fun. I about to say, with the uh, dogs, you know, getting hurting you stuff, our dog loves to, like, jump on the bed well, and lands in big. very specific areas. <laughs> it's because he's, bi- he's a big boy. Mine is a cat. Mine is very light. She's just strong. Mine cuddles me and rubs his face underneath my arm because it's too bright. It's the sun coming through and just wants to sleep until 10 o'clock. He's a sweet boy. I love my dog. Yeah, Isn't this the one that nobody else in the house likes? Everyone loves her, even the dog. 
Okay. He just doesn't really like anybody else. Anybody else. else. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's not true. He, he, when I'm not home, he loves everybody. When I'm home, it's like, I want my mother and mm-hmm. nobody else. Makes sense. So. So if you haven't gotten it already, we're talking about love languages today. Ooh la la. Um, and we're specifically talking about uh, the love languages, um, receiving gifts, quality time, words of affirmation, physical touch, and acts of service. That, in case you want to find out your love language, you can go to fivelovelanguages.com, and there's a test that you can take. We all took it. We all took it this week. Mm-hmm. I took it this morning. <laughs> Some of us took it this morning. <laughs> Some of alarm. us took it last night. After my alarm did <clears throat> not go off the appropriate time. Is that why it took you longer than 30 minutes to get over here? Yeah, because I had to take the test. <laughs> <laughs> I already knew mine, though. I just wanted to be consistent with you guys, so I took it on that test. Alright, so why is knowing your love language important? So, it's important because in any relational situation, whether that be friends, roommates, you know, significant others, ex- you know, family members, you you want to make sure that you can accommodate to those that you care about and speak their love language. Because if your love language is, you know, say, like, <laughs> my love language... Uh, when I took the test, receiving gifts was like a zero. <laughs> yes! It was like a zero. Well, <coughs> excuse me. While I do enjoy and I do feel a lot of love when I receive gifts, this particular test, like in the past when I've taken it, receiving gifts was on the lower scale of things, but it was not like... Zero. Zero. This was like flat out a goose egg. But, like, if your significant other or family member or friend that you're trying to shed love on, if their, you know, act, um, um, love language is quality time, but you give them a gift, you're not going to get the same reaction. And the, the love, while it's a kind act and it's something kind um, that they receive well, it's not going to do the same as, like, when my fiancé and I, for me... My number one is quality time, mm-hmm. and that literally can mean sitting on the couch watching a movie doing absolutely nothing. I feel loved when he carves out time for me to sit down and watch a movie. Mm-hmm. He feels love when I, like, touch his arm, because he is a physical touch, you know, person. Mm-hmm. When I just, for no reason whatsoever, will just, like, grab his hand. You know what I mean? So, it's important to know. It is important to know other people's, and it's important to know yours, because... How am I supposed to express, hey, I prefer quality time and words of affirmation over gift giving to somebody I'm going to marry if I don't know those. Mm-hmm. That was a long-winded one, sorry. Okay. No, trust me, this is going to be a long-winded one. <laughs> <laughs> Dope. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, pretty much what you hit on, you know, it really helps with... Ditto. Yeah, <laughs> except... I agree. <laughs> <laughs> like, for me, my number one is words of affirmation. My second one is physical touch. Yeah. And it can lead to problems if you don't know what the heck it is. And that's happened. <laughs> Which we'll get into later. <laughs> so I'm going to skip over the rest of it for now. Sorry. <laughs> Referring to me. Sorry. <laughs> I think it's important to know because it's, I think, and we'll hit on this kind of later, but... I think when we are able to see 
God speaking to us through, like, our specific love language. Like, if I sat there, when I took the test before John and I got married, mine was, what was it, John? Quality time. Mine was quality time. And I really went with that because I do enjoy spending time with John and I do enjoy being able to go out and do things. But in the past, like, year, year and a half, I have felt myself getting more and more like frustrated at the fact that he'll spend time with me but like you know if I'm sick or I've had a bad day or whatever like he doesn't think to go and get me flowers or go get me like a slushy or you know whatever because that was something that he did when we were dating and that has stopped and so I have felt and so when I took the test and receiving gifts was all of a sudden first I had to go and read the description because the description with every single one and the first thing it said on there was don't look at it as materialism, which is how I always took it. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, you want the actual physical thing. And it's not that. It's the thought behind it. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's the same way with if I did not understand that, um, I'm able to sit there and now look and go, oh, when, there's, when it's been raining for 10 days straight and all of a sudden there's a day where it's sunny and it's pretty and I can go outside and I can just kind of enjoy the day, that's a gift that God has given you know, mm -hmm. to, to his people, but specifically I see that and I recognize the gift. Whereas when I'm spending quality time with him, yes, when I'm in the mood for it, I get a lot out of it. But if I'm having to force myself to spend quality time with God, like I just get frustrated and I get bored. Whereas again, when I'm getting those little gifts, I recognize God a lot quicker than if I'm making myself, making myself spending quality time with him. So I think it's important to know your love language so that you know how God is directly speaking to you. So, I'm really not sure about mine. Like, I know what the test gave me, and I know what I got, like, the very first time I took it a while ago. Because, uh, <laughs> we were using the test, Jordan and I, to help each other better understand how to... Our friendship. Well, it wasn't just our friendship, it's a specific aspect of holidays. <laughs> I eat our birthdays because um, I this this is to me I consider this part of my love language um, even if I'm not able to find that aspect on the test I like giving gifts I like like receiving receiving gifts yes that's cool and if I do get a gift I really do like knowing that there's a lot of thought like put behind it and it was technically my number two but I would prefer to give somebody a really cool gift than, like, receive one personally mm -hmm. because their joy is what gives me my true happiness. But that's like, where your love language kicks in because the one that you did, your number one was words of affirmation. If, okay, explain. If, them explaining the joy to you. That's affirming. Oh! Yes, but what if it's not just words? What if it's their reaction? But it's the, it's the, the it's affirmation. affirmation, yeah. Oh, okay, now... Now I make sense. Yes. <laughs> Would you say, though, and this is something that I was like, how can I feed this into the conversation? Here we how go. How can I weed my way in? Yes. Wouldn't you say, though, that our receiving love languages can be different than our giving love languages? I'm guessing, yes, because that's how I feel. Yeah, because while gift giving is lower on mine, and yes, I like, honestly, it's the thought behind gifts. Like, uh, my fiance yes. for, for Valentine's Day gave me... And a, a tickets, third row tickets to a really awesome show. Mm -hmm. The fact that he remembers little details of 
he's he's sending me to the show because my favorite dancer is dancing in the show and he knows her name like mm-hmm. remembers these details that to me shows me a great deal of love but while gift giving is my lowest like receiving gifts i love giving gifts mm-hmm. i absolutely not even for any like affirmation or anything i just love and fi- I, I just have so much joy finding something perfect and giving it to somebody even if they know it's not from me just like leaving it somewhere like they don't even have to know it's me so i express love (coughs) very differently than i receive love but i think i think you also express your your love language when you when we have like get togethers at the house and everything you love being able to just hang out and relax and be a goofball and be able to just be here yes you also like creating that environment. The, mm-hmm. the couple of times we've been over to your house, it's always been, y'all make yourselves comfortable. Do you want to be out here? Do you want this? Do you want a drink? Do you want, you know, yeah. whatever. That's, you go both ways. While you may, I love giving gifts. I love, like mm-hmm. you said, finding that specific thing. I also like spending time with John. I think if, I think mine are so close, um, receiving gifts and then quality time was right below it was one point off. Mm-hmm. I think mine are so close because, like what you were saying about um, your fiancé getting you the tickets, he he knew that from spending time with you. Right. He wouldn't have known that had he not spent time with you and learned that from you. Right. He had to do one with to get the other. Right. So I think in, in your response, yes, we may find joy in the other ones that we have. Mm-hmm. I think we all are able to speak and receive the other love languages, I don't think any love language should be cut out. I think acts of service should be, you know, for, for John, who his is words of affirmation, that doesn't mean that I'm never going to do anything for him to help him out. Right. It just means that I need to put more emphasis on the words of affirmation. I think that's what you're saying is, or in answer to your question, yes, I think you can speak one better than you receive, mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean that you speak one, like, that's the way you speak versus that's the one you receive. I think there's one that is across the board where you put more emphasis. I think okay. you put more emphasis in spending tw- quality time with us Yeah. than getting us stuff. Well, yeah. I'm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. You may love giving gifts, but yeah. you also know that you need to spend time with us right. in order to have that relationship. Right. And I, I think, yes, I think this is an area where we actually will agree to disagree. Okay, that's fine. I don't care. No, I know. You asked. <laughs> oh, I know, exactly, and I, I love that. That's one of the things that I love about the fact that our very first couple of episodes we talked about agreement, disagreement, mm-hmm. conflict, conversation, communication, um, because I do, because I think I'm not a very, I'm not very good at acts of service, showing acts of service. Mm-hmm. I took care of my fiance's cats, and I really mentally wanted to make sure that every time I was at his house, I I took care of something. You know, I cleaned up a little bit here, or, you know, if I used this, I washed it and put it away. But it took a lot of, like, mental, I'm going to do this so when he comes home, his house is still clean. It doesn't look like I've just torn it up. Like, there was a Friday, I stayed there, I played with the cats, I, you know, I took a nap, I watched a movie, like, I spent quality time with the cats because they were lonely and so sad. Um... (laughs) But I cleaned up everything afterwards where, like, yes, I need to clean up after myself and make sure, but I made sure it was tidied and, you know, pretty much the same way 
that it was. That's not my, like, normal nature. Mm -hmm. It was noticed. Mm -hmm. It was noticed that I put things in the dishwasher. It was noticed that I had, like, kept the, you know, house clean. It was, those were noticed, and he appreciated it. Mm -hmm. That's not, I'm, I think what I'm getting at is, like, I see where you're coming from, and I see where, like, I admit quality time Mm -hmm. a lot better than anything else, but I do also still think we can have different ones. Well, that's what I was saying, I think. And it can change, too. Oh, I agree. Because mine change. change. Yeah. It can totally change. (laughs) Because it's different seasons of life. Well, it's different seasons of life, and it's, it's how, like I said before, if you have... I think we are supposed to speak all the love languages, but there's one that's specific to how we speak better or how we receive better. And that's what I was saying with, like, acts of service. Just because I sit there and I give John words of affirmation doesn't mean I should never help him or never do anything for him. But what are you doing to my foot? Playing footsie with me. He stretched too far. (laughs) So now I'm retreating. (laughs) Well, I'll play footsies with you. That's fine. Oh! Um. The dancer over here hates feet. Oh. Why didn't I keep my sneakers on? Um, I also love my sneakers. They make me taller. <laughs> so. Those work better. Those are uncomfortable. If they are uncomfortable. Them. Well, if you, I'm going off strictly your. So you can be taller. I taught a fifth grader the other day how, like a fifth grade boy, how it feels to wear heels because I had to wear them a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. And he was like, and I said, it's like walking on your tiptoes. Which like, I do every day. Like, just consistently. Yeah. Just, you're just walking on your tiptoes. There's no, like, whatever. And he, and he went to go do it. He was like, why would you do that to yourself? And I was like, future girlfriends and your future wife are now going to appreciate you a lot more. Because yes. <laughs> you understand the pain of wearing heels. So, yeah, no, I think, um, yeah, I think we need to speak all the different love languages. I'm just saying that I think there's one that we admit or yeah. we receive better and it's it's not only a season of life but it's also if you have one that's not being spoken at all yeah that one is suddenly going to jump up because it's not being met so that may not be your primary one yeah. but it but it's not being met and so therefore you're putting a bigger emphasis on it yeah i think that's a big reason why mine changed was because we do spend because we're married so we spend a lot of time not a lot but we spend time together you know we go to bed together and stuff like that so there's time being spent there, but, like, the little tokens were not being fed in. Mm-hmm. And so it was the thought behind it that right. I was missing. Um, and I think that's a big reason why mine changed, which is a learning thing for me. Yeah. So. Caroline. What? I thought we were moving on already. Why she, is love language important? You never got it. to. Oh, you did? Yeah, and then I interject my. Yeah. Oh, my bad. We've literally um, gone around twice on one. Shush. Oh, no. I forgot. Okay, <clears throat> so. Well, look at me, and I'm just like. What? Sorry. What is so? Crash. What is the result? We've kind of touched on this. What is the result when our love language is either suppressed or abused? And I added in. This was actually asked by a um, viewer um, who will remain anonymous. Listener. Um, listener. Sorry. <laughs> and I added in there either by ourselves or by others. Um. Well, it's not self love. So. I, I'm one of the people who are who's a true believer of you can't emit love if you don't have self-love. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't walk forward loving other people fully if you're not self-loving towards yourself. How many times can I say self? Self, 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 self. <laughs> so if it's neglected or abused, 
we are then training our mind psychologically to it's like the Pavlov's dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're training ourselves to feel hurt mm-hmm. from even true acts of service or true, you know, quality time. Or we're training our brain to kind of go around and be like, well, they're just doing this because. And we're, we're psyching ourselves out. Yeah. So it's actually, it can be extremely damaging to suppress because we're manipulating the true perceptions. Nice hair. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> standing up. John's hair right now looks like a peacock. Yes. Um, <laughs> the true perceptions and the trueness of the, the actual love language being met we're manipulating to have a false notion to it. Yes. That's my answer. Okay. I'm going to have to relate it to what's happened with me at a job. It's actually the job that I've been trying to get away from and now going back to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Shall we name Anonymous? Mm-hmm. Anonymous. Anonymous. <laughs> but. Pepe. Pepe. Anywho, <laughs> like I, you know, like I said, I'm very much a words of affirmation. Like there is a huge gap between that and physical touch, and then there's a huge gap between physical touch and everything else. And at this job, I was getting a lot of responsibilities thrown onto me without the power to be able to fulfill those responsibilities. Yeah, and. I would be scheduled for even a six-hour day, and I'd still be there 10, 12, 14 hours because I needed to get everything done. And if I didn't get it done because I didn't have the power to get other people to get the stuff done... You couldn't enforce it. I couldn't enforce it. And it got to the point where the opposite of affirmation was coming from words for me. Mm Mm-hmm. And anytime there were any words of affirmation, it was simply, I just blew it off of, they're just trying to keep me happy. Right. And it just gave a huge negative outlook on that. There are other things that came into play with all this too, but <coughs> we'll again touch on that later. Yeah. Well, and not only did it affect how you were at work, it affected how you were here. Yeah. Because I came home and I would already be fuming. Yeah. You'd be fuming and it didn't matter what I said at that point. I could have sat there and told you how, like, amazing you were. And it was, you were so depleted from work that you, it didn't matter what I said at that well, point. Well, and like I, like I was saying, there's probably this notion in his mind where he's been getting, co- like, more condescending words of affirmation or, you know, facetious, you know, mm-hmm. thoughts of, oh, they're just saying that to keep me happy. You get home, you're like, well, you're saying this because you're my wife. Yeah. Like, nothing, Mm -hmm. you know, not saying that that was your fault. I'm saying that you had your, your love language, language had been skewed so much that it didn't matter what a person who is vowed to love you through thick and thin would say, your brain was like, she has to say that because she's my wife. Yeah. And there were other, again, there were other things that played in that, which again, was when we talked about in the group text yeah i'm gonna go with the we've talked about it being suppressed i'm gonna go more with the abused part i feel like when our love language is abused in the sense of it is purposely withheld 
I think in John's situation with his work, I don't think it was necessarily purposely withheld. I just think it just wasn't thought of, mm-hmm. um, which is more being suppressed. It's it's not being met. I think in the sense of abused, it it goes into that can cause major damage in how you relate to people. So like mm-hmm. I know that John's love language is words of affirmation. If I purposely withhold words of affirmation and almost make him earn it like that yeah yeah, that caught which is abuse I mean that's the definition of it is 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 I'm using it to manipulate or whatever I think that that can cause major trust issues and 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 then again turning around it can cause me not just with me not just with the people he's around but also with God Mm mm-hmm because, like, for me, it's receiving gifts. If if that has been something that's been abused, then when God gives little gifts, I have almost fear of, like, okay, what's going to happen? Am I going to mm-hmm. get punished for enjoying it? Am I going to get it taken away? Am I going to... There's there's huge trust issues that, that come from it being abused. Um, and I think that when we look at abuse, when we look at, you know the families who have had to experience abuse in their life, either from a kid or to a kid or from friends or whatever, or it's, it's the reason why we define that as abuse. It's not just because they're not being treated as a human, Mm -hmm. but because it's because those love languages are not being given to them. That's what defines the fact that they're not being treated a human. They're not being given good quality time. They're not being told that they're good. They're not being, you know, physically touched in an appropriate way. Mm-hmm. It's it's all abuse of these yeah. love languages. Caroline? I mean, really, all I put was uh, you feel wrong, unfulfilled, unhappy, unable to grow properly. I mean, basically what y'all said. I really like how you talked about it from the abuse standpoint. So. That was where I went to. Yeah. Because I think everybody knows that when your love language is suppressed... It, like what you said, you're unfulfilled, you're unhappy about it. Yeah, and you but can't grow. And you can't grow. But when you're abused, you almost regress. Yes, it's, it's exactly. You're no longer at a static line, you're now going backward. Exactly. So yeah, that was my thought on it. Yeah. You want to do, um... Shout out group text? Yeah! Yes! So, this week, we are going off of Jordan's Two Truths. Two truths and a lie. Which mine got called out in two seconds. Yes, that one was really fun. Um, And this one, so hers were uh, that she loves to make creative bakes. Great British baking show. (laughs) Uh, She can't stand the bulldogs and she is a major pyro. And Samantha underscore Grace underscore photography was the first to answer correctly. Um, with the, she actually was a student at UGA. I graduated from UGA. I love the Bulldogs. She loves the Bulldogs, and I think that one was a really fun one. She calls her car Ugga. Yes. (laughs) My car's all decked out in UGA stuff. And again, if you need photos, go to her. (laughs) Super good. Super, super good. Um, So yeah, good job, Samantha underscore Grace underscore photography for Guessing that one correctly. Alright, and in our group text, we have a question from at Clara underscore Mount. Hi. She asked, 
can you explain love languages versus pain languages? And I was very excited that this was a question that she asked. You, you need to explain so, for those who may not understand. For those who may not understand, the idea of pain languages is the abuse or mm-hmm. the knowing of someone's love language and utilizing that against them mm-hmm. intentionally, opposed to making them earn it or, you know, you know, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like... For, you know, John or, like, myself with words of affirmation. Um, while quality time is my number one, mm-hmm. words of affirmation was one point away. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I don't remember what the third one was. I can't remember number three. The third either. one was one point away. So it's all one point, very close to each other. So, like, Jordan in that sense. Yes. Uh, physical touch was number three, like, one point away. So, like, they are all very close to each other. Mine was all descending by one. It was eight, seven, six, five, four. That yeah. was mine. That's that's pretty dope. Um, But let's say, because it's the easiest one for me, I think, to compare a pain language would be quality time or words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. In an argument, knowing that words can hurt just as much as they can love and heal, Mm -hmm. utilizing that against somebody intentionally. So saying, like for me, some words that have hurt me in the past with dance companies that I've danced with before, Mm -hmm. you are not committed. You are wishy-washy. You are flaking. When my acts have been that of the opposite. It have been contradictory. Yes. I've been there hours before I was supposed to, stayed the latest, worked the hardest, reviewed the most choreography, taught choreography. I'm being specific to one particular dance company, um, Adeyem. Mm -hmm. But those words dug super, super deep into me because the knowledge that that director had that love language, my love language was words of affirmation and hearing good job had been stripped away so many times mm-hmm. to speak that onto me was painful in arguments or, you know, when I was living with people in different times of my life, knowing that quality time is my number one and I love quality time. And that's what really transcends to me would be intentionally canceling quality time to hurt me. Mm-hmm. Like, knowing we have plans to go out and do this, and then ripping that away because their desire, one, is to hurt me, or their desire is to, no, you can go on the back burner, and I'm going to do this instead, that hurts me. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what that's how I read love languages versus pain languages, is your love language being intentionally used against you. Makes sense. I would say physical touch would probably be, like, physically hitting someone. Because if someone hit me, that really wouldn't bother me. No, you just hit them back. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, like, someone who's who physical touch is really, like, personal to them, I feel like if someone intentionally hit them with the full knowing that physical touch was a love language, yeah. I feel like that could do a lot of damage. I'm not going to go into that, huh? <laughs> okay, so I took that completely wrong. So I'm it's not, going, not a wrong no. perception. Yeah. I had a wrong perception on that one. So it's I'm not going to say what I was going to say. No, go ahead. Yeah, okay. I want to know what you were going to say. Well, this kind of goes along with what I was talking about. During my and Jordan's first year of marriage, we didn't know that that was my love language. Because mm-hmm. I never took a test or anything like that. And not necessarily... <laughs> Sorry. I didn't know I didn't have it. Slur. <laughs> My bad. But I mean, the word, 
word choice was not always the best used. I'm pretty sure. It wasn't so much word choice, it was delivery. It was, no, it was. He would get home. So, like, the first six months that we were married, I didn't have a job. Mm-hmm. So, I was home all the time. And I didn't, I didn't push myself to go out and do anything. And so, and now I wish I didn't have a job. Uh, but <laughs> I do. For various reasons. Well, no, it's just there's too much to do at home and there's too much to do. And I understand that now, but at the time yeah. I didn't. Yeah. And so I would be desperate for, for time with him. But in addition to that, like, there would be stuff that I needed him specifically to do that I just couldn't do. Mm-hmm. And so he would get home from work. And I would go out and, and be getting on to him, you know, why are you home late? Why didn't you text me? You texted me an hour ago. It does not take you an hour to get from your job. That's 20 minutes away. So there was just more of like that. It, I, it was, these were all very valid questions, but it was just more of he didn't need that as soon as he drove up into the driveway. Right. Um, After a long day of... <laughs> having your love language be turned around against you. Yeah. Yeah. It was more of that. It was just, it was delivery. So, yeah, <laughs> that first year was kind of, uh... <laughs> we, had a re- we had a lot to learn. I feel like everyone in their first year of marriage has a lot to learn because there's a difference between, like, Dave and I see each other as frequently as humanly possible mm-hmm. with our work schedules being so different. But I know the second we are married and we live together... We're going to have more to learn about each other. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like... You have to. There's yeah. only so much... I mean, me and John truly, honestly thought that we were fine before we got married. And not that we are bad, obviously, we're still together. But that first year, it was a lot of tiptoeing. That's the best way I can describe yeah. it. Of, I don't want to cross this line. I don't want to do this. I don't want to bring this up. I don't want to cause tension. Because neither one of us like to fight. I mean... Yeah. In, in, in true anger. And it was taking that can of worms and opening it and just letting everything come out. Right. Now, I was saying, during that process, it led to me doing stuff that wasn't right. Mm-hmm. I can't remember everything, if you if there's anything you did specifically, but... I just started cutting you off. <laughs> yeah. I just started, and I, and I realize that now, that I just kind of cut you out of... You were more like a roommate than, than a husband. And that has had to, yeah, that, that was, I will tell this to anybody getting married, you can spend any amount of time prior to living together, the minute you live with somebody, the relationship changes, because it has to. Yeah. Um, I mean, the same can be said when you go to college or live out of state. Right. Mm -hmm. Or you move out and you have roommates, like, you have to, I was listening to a podcast yesterday, they were talking about the there's you have to compromise and if it's both no and they use the example of one of them likes to put their toothbrush on the side of the counter where the other likes to have it in the cup Mm -hmm. if they can't compromise and one understands that the one who puts it on the counter is going to mess up every once in a while and the person who puts it on the counter that is something that they're going to be working towards and they're going to mess up and they recognize that they're going to mess up and they can compromise in that there's a change. Yeah. There's a, perspe- a perspective change. I know that I am a very messy person. I'm willing to work on that because my fiancé is a very tidy person. Mm-hmm. That's something that we've had to work on, too, because I'm the messy person. I'm messy. 
No, we're both messy. I just get my little blips where I'm like OCD and everything has to be in the exact perfect place. Yeah. See, for me, I get that one cleaning bug that happens, what, twice a year and the entire house has to be spotless. Mm-hmm. But it only happens like twice a year. Yeah. It used to happen when I was at work, so I would come home and the whole house would be like perfect. I'd be like, oh, I didn't have to do anything. Yeah. No, I'm more OCD about keeping the house clean. But yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I think that was a good thing to bring up, babe. That wasn't a bad thing. You didn't perceive it wrong. It was good. Well, I mean, it's not a pain language. That was a... <laughs> no, but, like, it was. Yeah. It's the way you received your love language as pain. Mm. I think one of the things we have to remember when talking about love languages and pain languages is everyone perceives them differently. Where quality time for me is literally sitting on the couch watching movies. Quality time for somebody else is focusing on each other. Having mm-hmm. conversations one-on-one, no phones, no nothing. You know what I mean? That's two separate quality times that are completely different but fall under the same category. Yeah. Pain language is going to be the exact same. There's going to be times where words, like I said, words hurt me. If negative words are used against me intentionally, unintentionally, I can, like, I don't care. Or if I'm really, like, that's a load of crap. I don't believe that. I don't care. I'm a duck. It rolls right off. But if it is my character specifically being spoken against me, that hurts. Yeah. That hurts me. But where somebody could be like, oh, they said something really mean about me or really mean to me. Like, I got a big head. And that hurt. That doesn't hurt me. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I got big teeth. I don't care. It's the character part. It's all, pain language is all going to be different and perceived differently. That's why I really liked this question. Well, it's the intent behind it. It's like what I was saying with the receiving gifts. It's not materialism. It's the intent. It's the fact that you went out and didn't, you know, just pick something up. (laughs) Right. That was, you know, my favorite color, but it's something I'm never going to use. Right. Um, So it's not that. It's the intent behind it. Same thing. If, again, somebody says you have a big head, that's going to roll off your back versus somebody who's sitting there saying that you're lazy at work, that's going to hit you more. Yeah, I probably would want to, like, jump across the table because that just, and I know that you're not saying that to me, but hearing that go towards me immediately was like, yeah, what you say about me? Yeah, that's, but that's what I'm saying. It's, yeah, and I hate using this word, but it's a, it's a trigger. Yeah. Towards me. It's that. You know, it's your your emotions are immediately responsive to even you like not being said to me. But if someone told me I was lazy at work, I would lose my ever loving mind because I feel like being as humble as possible. I work so incredibly hard. Well, it's because you're, and it's also because I feel so incredibly hard, or I work so incredibly hard at my job. Mm -hmm. But. Where the hurt for me comes in is when I'm called out for stuff that I in, that I didn't mean to do. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. if which is something I've dealt with this week, and if it's if it's in that sense where I said something like if I if I told you you have a big head, mm-hmm. and you came back to me and said, "Look, that really hurt me." I'm gonna take that a lot harder mm-hmm. because I didn't mean to. It's not right. something I intended to do. Whereas if, I hate saying this, if I intend to do something mean and you come back and you kind of call me out on it, I'm going to own up to it. I'm going to be like, yeah, yeah." you know, I did say that. I did mean it. Here's the reason why I said it. Here's the reason why I meant it. And I'll talk it out with you and it may end up being an okay situation. But 
it's I feel where my pain comes in is when I unknowingly do something. Right. It's your active services. Right. That you did not intend on being either negative or your active services that you were working towards are completely contradicting what was expected of you. Or the quality time that I did. Or the words that I said. Or whatever it is, whatever I did, if it comes back that that was a negative thing and it truly in my head was not intended to be taken that way. That's where I sit there and I really start kind of hammering in myself like, oh, oh, oh. And that, that becomes almost a pain language to me. Yeah. Because I am so conscious of being non-judgmental and being as as non-confrontational as possible. Right. Um, and so if that ever did come back to me that, you know. Which also makes it really hard. Why do we all have our phones? I'm, I'm so cleaning. confused. I'm cleaning. I said I start cleaning mine because she starts cleaning I'm over hers. here. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I... Looking everyone in the eyeballs. And there's well, I'm ever. looking at you. No, I know. I'm, I'm talking cleaning about. Mine. It's whoa, 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 whoa. I'm talking about the fact that everyone's got a phone. I'm like, should I put my phone in my No, I'm sorry. <laughs> For this one, I literally put down IDK, bro. Because <laughs> <laughs> I really I'm not, didn't know. I'm not saying that you have to put your phones away. I'm just like, I'm no, trying I to make just, a comedic break. I'm, I <laughs> did not turn out the way I intended <laughs> it to be. Sometimes it's easier for me to focus on the what we're talking about if I am... If I don't have something to contribute, I at least have something to focus on. So yeah, that yeah, way no, no, no. I'm listening. Again, I just was I trying promise to make, I'm listening. I was just trying to make a comedic break. Did not go as planned. <laughs> Your I words know. were not affirmative. No, it didn't work. My delivery was awful. I apologize. Jordan and I am literally the same as you in that way because I feel like there have been a lot of um, circumstances in my life where, I mean, just as a young kid, I didn't know, you know, and then they get yeah. mad at me. And so I feel like, well, now I can't do this at all or somehow I'm a bad person. Right, right. And so that It goes to an extreme. Yeah, I mean, there were... there. <laughs> There was a lot of crap happening when this uh, recital, my piano recital, came up. And this was, like, right before the divorce, too. So I didn't know what was going on with Mom and Dad, why they were so angry that day. But I just made a comment to my teacher, yes, this was in front of the recital, but, like, there were that many people, um, that, uh, hey, I played that piece, too. You know, that, but that there's little socially unaware Caroline doesn't know what's going on, and then my dad's freaking death glaring at me when I get back, and I mean, the way that mom is silently crying and dad is looking at me like he wants to murder me, you'd think that I had killed someone, you know, so it's like, because I have had times where people have overreacted to me, it's like, am I the devil somehow now? Like, you know, just tell me there's a problem. Don't act like I've killed someone. Yeah. Well, I mean, and <clears throat> with what Jordan was talking about, with it really hurts her when she knows that something unintentional happened. It really makes it hard to come to. It does make it really hard to come to you and go, "Hey, sorry, this happened." Mm-hmm. I'm getting better. You are getting better. I'm just saying. It, no, because it's what Caroline said. It's an extreme. Is I sit there and I go to the extreme of I can't ever do that. I can't ever say that. I can't. I start because that, we have had people act like that with us, so well, we're afraid of that being. A and I start di- and I start dissecting it, and I start playing it over and over in my head. What could I have said? What could I have done? How could I have said this differently? And and this has actually come up now when we get into arguments, or even just debates, where you and I both will sit there and go, "I don't know how else to say it. I don't know how else to phrase it." I'm I'm telling you, I and it's a communication thing. Yes. Of I. 
I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to speak your language. It ain't coming across that way. Right. And I think we also have to recognize and realize that we all are coming from our own perception and our own settled place of love language and pain languages. Right. That specifying and saying, I don't know how to better say this, I don't know how else to put this, then can alleviate the person you're speaking to's mind of they're not intending for this to be hurtful they just don't know how to communicate that. that yeah. And it's one of the things that with my students, I sit there and say, the only way I know how to say this is it looks like this. Yeah. And they know that I'm like, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just saying, this is what I visually am seeing, positive or negative. This is what I'm visually seeing from your dancing. This is how we can fix it. But if I don't give you this imagery, you haven't connected. And I don't do that with all my students. I only do it with the students that need visual imagery on, right. this is what I look like, I need to fix this. And I do the same thing. If I have a, my director come to me and say, Olivia, your arms look like you're flailing around. I don't take that harm hurtful, even those are words that can be used about my physical appearance. Again, we, I roll off of that. But she's she doesn't know how else, well, she probably does, but that's the way she can connect with me in my response of correcting myself. I was about to say, it's if she's not getting on to you in the sense of trying to hurt you, she's correcting you. Right. And you see the difference. If somebody were to come to you and say, Liv, you're... You have you're... chicken arms. <laughs> no, that's not what I was going to say. Do you have oh. chicken arms? I w- if I was going to say, if, if somebody came to you and said, Liv, your teaching style... Um, I'm seeing this, this, and this. It might be better if you did this, this, and this. Yes. That's a lot different than somebody coming to you and saying, your teaching sucks. Yes. Like, it's a, it's a totally different, you can be, you are able to sit there and go. Thanks, (laughs) Karen. You're able to sit there and see one as correcting and as advice. Yes. Whereas one is an attack against you. Right. And using those words of affirmation for pain. Exactly. And then there's also the other point that I wanted to get at was, Being offended is subjective. Hey everyone, it's Caroline, here to tell you about this month's ministry highlight. This month, I want to tell you about Gateway Center in Atlanta. Gateway's goal is to connect people experiencing homelessness with the support necessary to become self-sufficient and find a permanent home. Gateway Center's programs are designed to address the underlying barriers that prevent individuals and families from transitioning out of homelessness, such as unemployment, behavioral health, housing affordability, and or medical conditions. They provide a trauma-informed and a client-centered environment where individuals can receive the tools they need to end their homelessness and achieve self-sufficiency. To ensure the alignment of services, Gateway Center has focused their efforts into providing housing placement and stability, maintaining health and wellness, promoting family and community engagement, providing job skill training and job placement, and offering education opportunities. If you want more information or would like to learn how to volunteer, please go to www.gatewayctr.org. That's all for me now. Bye! me and what upsets me doesn't necessarily have to upset the person speaking to me. They might not know that speaking to me 
in a certain tone or telling me your teaching sucks Mm -hmm. is offensive to me. Mm -hmm. They might think that they're just advising me like, hey, this kind of sucks, which doesn't, you know, it's kind of far-fetched. Like, that doesn't sound like somebody trying to be positively trying to, like, build me back up and get my teaching styles different ways. But, like, if someone were to come to me and say, you've got a big head, that's your opinion. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Go to my doctor. He says it's in fine proportion with my body. Yeah. <laughs> my you husband big... thinks it's sexy. <laughs> you got big hands and big feet. Okay, I use them to my benefit. Thank you very much. Yep. Big feet makes it easier for me to balance because I've got long toes. Big hands, I can make them look super, super dope on stage. And people come to me and say, you look taller. And then they look down and they're like, you're actually not that tall. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. But like... You know, in, in acts of service, people are going to be offended different ways. It's, yeah. it's all about how we receive it and how we respond to it, I think. Yep. See, I'm, I'm over here going to say something I'm, funny. I'm over here laughing because we constantly do the the murder stuff. It's like, when you told me um, you didn't like me murdering, it offended me. Yeah, I get offended when people murder people, okay? <laughs> Is that subjective in this room? <laughs> I don't know, is it? Do you get offended when people are murdered? I don't know. I do. <laughs> I get offended every time. I feel like that's got to sleep in. Like every month. Yeah. That's gonna every month it's got to sleep in at least Somewhere. once. Somewhere. That and uh, my lawyers. <laughs> I loved last month because I said lawyers so many times. It was so funny. That was so random for you, too. My love, la- my seventh love language is my lawyers. <laughs> it was random. I usually don't talk about that kind of stuff. I know. <laughs> it was dope. Your main love language, though, is Chick-fil-A on Sunday. Uh, yes. Just Chick-fil-A in general. Close on Sundays. <laughs> You're my Chick-fil-A. All right, so the next Kanye point. West. I know. I know that one, actually. Whoa. Was Wait. Because that was in the news and everything, too. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right, so the next point actually got submitted by a question, and it made it into our outlines, because we do outlines for all of our um, episodes. It's John's number one fan. How else do I have notes? Yep. It's John's number one fan. John's (laughs) main fan, Chase the Hiker. John saw that, and he was like, my buddy! (laughs) Chas, how you doing? Um, Asked, is there a biblical basis for love languages? Is there a biblical basis for love languages? It's a brand new um, tongue twister. Yes, hold on. And I have... Um, you have notes on that. I, uh, I don't have notes on it. I just have... Written down opinions. No, I literally just Googled love language Bible verses. <laughs> Gosh. Well, um, <clears throat> one of them, <laughs> which actually I haven't... You want me to look it up? 1 Thessalonians 4.18. Okie dokie. Because I did a little bit of that last night. First you want Thess- me to talk or do y'all First Thessalonians what? 4.18. 4.18. Says, and I'm reading out of the NIV, if I can get there. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. <laughs> and to... <laughs> I'm gonna put that on my car. Oh wait, the New Living True uh, translation. (laughs) 
Oh, I thought it was in the. Uh, that, no, that would say Chick Fil A is not allowed. Is that on mission? Sunday. The the the, okay. the message. I thought it was in the message translation. <laughs> Everything's in the message translation. Yep. I can't stand the but message I mean, translation. That is my opinion. The message translation is not my friend. I personally believe that if you look at throughout the Bible, you will find God speaking in all the different love languages to everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does speak words of encouragement. He does want you to spend t- quality time with him in the word, mm-hmm. which as we know from Matthew, I believe it's Matthew, verse 1, in the beginning was the word and the no, word was... No, that's John. John. I can't, I flip those, I don't know why I always flip those two. But in the beginning there was a word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So he wants you to spend time with him there. He acts of service. He talks about, and this is specifically dealing with Roman soldiers getting Jews to carry their things for a mile, for you to carry the second mile, even though that wasn't required by law. Mm-hmm. That was an act of service, you know. A somewhat forced act of service, but still an act well, of service. Well, it's taking the extra mile. Mm-hmm. Which is where Chick-fil-A gets second mile service from. That's also where the the phrase, go the extra mile, yeah. came from. Mm-hmm. You know, he talks in there about your earthly father gives you good gifts, and he is still a flesh. That's what I wrote down, too. <laughs> <laughs> if you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more real heavenly father do for you? Exactly. You know, it's throughout. Now, given, I think everything I just said came from the New Testament, but... It's okay. It's okay. I mean, there was no love in the Old Testament. So a lot of people think. Well, God did speak. He did flood. He flooded the earth. I put on there that God designed us to to be a community of believers. In order to be a community, we have to be able to communicate effectively. And how can we effectively communicate if we are unable to show God's love the way in which every person can receive it. It's like trying to yell English to somebody who speaks only Russian. It's like the poor dude in Indiana Jones. Hello, does anyone here speak English? Hello. (laughs) Brody will blend in wherever he goes. Excuse me, sir, do you speak English? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that movie. But it's, um... First and third ones are the only canon movies. (laughs) But no, I mean it is. It's it's we have to have that ability to translate to other love languages and be able to speak those other love languages. We need to have a TARDIS that translates for us. We do for all the Doctor Who fans. Oh mercy. <laughs> Me, I'm a Doctor Who fan. Liv, do you have opinions? I do. Go for it. So one of the really cool things, and this could be slightly far fetched, but one of the one of my favorite verses in the Bible is First uh, Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, mm-hmm. which is, love is patient, love is kind. Love is slowly losing its mind. <laughs> That's not the verse. Is I that know. the message? Is that I, in the message translation? <laughs> <laughs> in a movie. Uh, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no records of wrong, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. I don't really understand. Wait, 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 hold on. What what, what was the last part? Let me see. Yeah, just read. I don't like reading out loud. Oh, well, look, look. So, love never fails. 
And this this is but me. unless it's prophetic. No 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 no. no. This is this is my because you have to look at the whole thing in context. Uh, yeah. No, th- this is my translation, if you will. Love never fails. Prophecies will cease. Tongues will be stilled, and knowledge will pass away. But love never fails. Okay. That's essentially what he's saying. That's dope. Okay, so then I took this. Heaven and earth will pass away, but, you know, God will not. That, yes. That's, yeah. And I took the last, I took uh, verse 6 and 7, and I correlated them with the love languages. There you go. Uh, rejoices with the truth. Mm-hmm. Truth being words of affirmation. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Always protects. Quality time. You can't really protect anyone if you're not really there, right? Mm-hmm. Right. This is my own observations. Do not come for me. Patent pending. It always trusts. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's acts of service. You're trusting someone else to take on an act for you. Mm-hmm. Always hopes, which... Uh, gift giving. Mm-hmm. You have the hope that somebody is going to fulfill that gift or the hope that someone enjoys the gift mm-hmm. um, and always preserves, which I took as a physical touch because you preserve that idea of physical touch for one person in your life and you have that special relationship. Mm-hmm. Not saying like sexually. I'm saying like no, the I way I preserve saying. my Trust physical me, none touch. none of us think of that way. Yeah, but the way I preserve physical touch is... If someone is doing it in a very specific way, I feel loved. Right. But that's how I took those, so. I like it. That was my theology of my own for the day. Really? And now I'm exhausted. See, and I love differences in some translations. Like, it's not love in King James. Right. It's charity. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a... (laughs) Poor King James. Love. I don't want that in my translation of the Bible. Take it out. Well, I mean, love is still mentioned a lot. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm thinking. I had to take History of England, and we had to read about the history of the of the King James Bible. Mm-hmm. King like, James is not a good person. No, no. Well, I mean, like you also got to remember that it is after, you know, the kings did get thrown out and then came back. I, I mean, I know. I'm just saying, <laughs> King James was not that good. During the age of reasoning. Can we just remove the word love? from everyday conversation and insert charity and then everybody else, everybody around us just be like, who is this charity person? <laughs> Me and Jordan show great amount of charity towards one another. No, we don't. <laughs> In the morning, I show her her hair. In the afternoon, I show her with a pretty dress that she's wearing that day. Uh, I, don't well, wear cha- I don't wear dresses. And to kind of wrap it charity back to the, to the first Corinthians 14 verse, uh-huh. we're told... Uh, you know, in marriage counseling or in preparation for marriage or in different kind of walks, like my parents always told me, you know you're with the person who fits 1 Corinthians 14. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in, you know, insert that name. Are they all these things? Mm-hmm. Yes, I've heard that before too. That means, do they fulfill all five love languages? Like, I don't look at it as, oh... My fiancé is kind. My fiancé is patient. I trust him. He preserves, you know, love. This, 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 and this. Being able to correlate it back to the five love languages, I'm like, my fiancé fulfills every single love language. Exceeding expectations. There are days where I'm like, I have no idea how to keep up because he just sheds so much love. And I tell him, I'm like, how do I keep up? He's like, I feel the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Like, from you, and I'm like, wow. We're jealous of each other. See, and wow. That, and 
and that's something that I do want to point out because prior to me and John getting married, we were the same way. Yeah. Especially because I was graduating with a teaching degree and I had to go through all of that stuff prior right. to like right mm. before we got married. So he took on a lot of, you know, cooking dinners and making sure that I was sane and doing all that stuff. Once that died down and once our lives kind of got back to normal, that and that was part of what made the first year so rough. That didn't continue and I never stepped up and fulfilled what was lacking for him right while I was going through all that stuff yeah so there was such a disconnect with us that first year where we had been going really strong and then all of a sudden everything just calmed down right and neither one of us sat there and was like well we need to make sure that we're still putting in all of this effort and all of this time we didn't do it we just let everything calm down and what that resulted in is both of us feeling neglected both of us feeling right alone both of both of us feeling like we had to do everything by ourselves and that was where that's why I think a lot of people when they get married and they talk about falling out of love mm-hmm. it's and they sit there the and go first love has cooled well it doesn't mean that you're not still in love it's, it's just the that effort phase. it's not right. so much that it's it's you I've heard a lot of people who have gotten married I've heard of a lot of people who have gotten married and have talked about how when they were dating, there was, you know, they were doing all this extra stuff and then it died when they got married. So they break up and they go, but I still love the person. I still have deep feelings. I still love that person, but right. it's just not exciting anymore. Well, what are you doing to make it exciting? Right. Like what effort are you putting in? Now I understand if you're putting in all this effort and the other person is still blowing you off and suppressing or abusing your love languages, then absolutely you need to remove yourself from that situation. Other than that, though, or you need to get help with that situation. Right. Other than that, though, like, you need to take a look at yourself first and go, right. well, what am I doing? Right. Am I helping Am I helping him? Am I speaking his love language? Right. And there are a lot of people who will sit there and separate themselves, go to counseling, and then they end up getting back together because they figured out, yes. oh, I actually need to put work into this. Right. And it's I like, think, I think, yeah. Whatever, like, love is hard. <laughs> I think one of the cool things that... Um, I'm not saying, like, my fiancé and I are doing it different and we're doing it the right way. Because I know that there's going to be times and stumbling blocks and places where we're like, oh, this is a new learning curve that we need to both take. But one of the things that we've kind of immediately issued into was, one, when he asked me to be his girlfriend, it wasn't, I want to date you, it was, I'm courting you. Mm -hmm. We knew by... I knew by date three I was marrying that man. Mm -hmm. And it was the intention behind all of that. And then when he put the ring on my finger, it was, even before that, before we were engaged, it was, we are a partnership. How can I support you? We're not even married. Yeah. And there's times where he's been like, how can I assist you in this? You're stressed out. What can I do to help you? Uh, Summer months being, you know, harder time for dance teachers how can I help you with this? How can I best mm-hmm. support you? We're partners in this. And now that we're engaged, getting preparing to be married, it's like he's speaking to my love language by like affirming me mm-hmm. and being like, how can I help you? Knowing he's got a bunch of things going on on his end too. Like his plate is full and he's still like, what can I do to best serve you? How can I better this? And I, you know, I try to do my best in doing the same thing. That's why I was like, can I take care of your cats? Yeah. Like, he asked me, I was like, absolutely, yes, I'm going to take care of your cats. Because I knew that that was going to speak love to him, knowing every day I was going to his house and taking care of his animals. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, yeah, love language. 
I don't know. I don't know. How, I didn't know how to wrap that, that statement <laughs> up. I'm just bragging on my fiance for the last, like, 60 seconds. I know. I it's love okay. him. He's, he can have a little shout out. He's great. Um, He's the best. We love your fiance. I love my fiance, too. <laughs> I get very giddy. No, really? Yeah, just a little bit. It's okay. I do it. We, we've office. all noticed it's like when it came to him, like, you went, you, like, turned more into a girly girl around him. You yeah, do, you really weird. do that. It's, well, it's every, so every weird. Every time we hang out with you guys now, like, at the Christmas party... We were all sitting there, and you would be doing, like, one thing with Jess, and then you turn around just in a second, and you were, like, all giddy and girly girl with him, and we were, like... That's weird. Who is this? Liv's bipolar now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, find find the one that brings it out of you, I guess. I mean, when when you're, like, me, who's more... I don't like saying tomboy, because that just feels weird and gross and dirty. I don't know. That's my opinion. Don't come for me. But when you're more of, like... Are your lawyers going to get after them? They come after you. Yeah, exactly. I would like. To, I like to say like hipster. I don't yeah. think I'm a hipster, but I kind of am a hipster. <laughs> Caroline's laughing like, uh, duh, you're a hipster. No, I'm laughing because it's like not quite. No, you're, you're a skater might, chick. No. A skater chick. Yeah, I like better. that. I that's you're better. A skater that's chick. way better. More, more on that side of things. Finding a man who actually like I feel girly with. Like this is the first time that. I've been in a relationship. You're Spinelli. I don't know who that is. <gasps> she is Spinelli with the beanie. From recess. Oh, yeah. She has the beanie. You're we'll Spinelli her, from recess. That just hit me. I'll take it. I'll take it. But this is the first relationship I've ever been in where I feel like I'm not putting in all the work. Like you were saying, if yeah. one person is really investing everything in that person, other person is just receiving. I've been in multiple different relationships like that. Friendships were like that. Mm-hmm. that suck so much out of you, and you don't realize it until they're like, mm, I'm Bye. done, I can't do this anymore. Or you're like, I can't handle this anymore, and you have a massive breakup. Yeah. You know, this is the first time where I'm like, I am like, I don't really know what to do with the return. Like, Wait, this that's happens? A big, <laughs> that's a big thing for me. When John, John had to get on to me about that, when he would do stuff for me, and I'd be like, well, now I have to do something for you. And he's like, no, just take the freaking compliment. And it's like, yeah. no! Yeah. <laughs> it's fine! Why can't you yeah. want to just take a freaking compliment? <laughs> and I it, can't it does. take a compliment, though. It drives him nuts when he sits there, and I'll, you know, he'll say, you know, you're beautiful or whatever, and I'm like, no, I'm not. He's like, just take the darn compliment. Like, just yeah. shush. Um, yeah, let me love you. Yeah, I mean, it really is just this. Just let me love you. Um, <laughs> let me hold your face. Tell you I love you. <laughs> But I think that's when you know that this has turned in turned from love languages to relationship advice. <laughs> <laughs> relationship advice with a little girl. And that's why I'm not talking. <laughs> but like, I think that's when that's one of those like telltale moments when you know that you know that you know is when it's <laughs> like just can, can you no. go through that step by step again? No. <laughs> you know that you know that you know that you know. Yeah. You know? But do you yeah. know that you know that you know that you know that Yes! <laughs> My brain does know when it's thinking. That's what we're talking about. Shout out to my broski. <laughs> oh, yeah, him. But, like, because there's that partnership and that immediate, like, he immediately, like, my fiance immediately went straight towards my heart. 
It mm-hmm. was like, I'm going to preserve this. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be kind. I see you. You're what I want to be. You're what I want to be. You know. You're the one that I want. That. <laughs> you're the one that I want to be with. Okay, Grace. So, let me go at all angles and encompass you yeah. in love and encompass you with what's going on and, and be that partnership from day one. Like, when we started dating, our, our very first, like, coffee meetup date, I deleted the app then that night. Mm-hmm. I knew that I wasn't going to go back on it because I didn't want to go see any. I wanted to see him again. Yeah. And he was the same way. He deleted it, you know, shortly Wait, after, too. I see you again. Then we saw each other, like, two or three days later. Yeah. Then we saw each other on, you know, two or three days after that. And then we saw each other for three days in a row. And it was, like, it became a constant. And now with, like, my work schedule changes every season. We have to play with that. But going into next season of dancing... And mm-hmm. teaching. I'm basing my schedule off of our partnership. Yeah. Because I know that speaks to him. And yeah. I know being able to spend quality time with each other and not just an hour before he goes to bed and then I'm up for six hours. And, yeah. You know, because we have different sleep schedules. Setting myself, setting myself up in a way where I can speak to quality time for him and put my husband first. Mm-hmm. If that means, you know, changing my dance teaching schedule to you know, whatever is going to accommodate, but also financially support the two of us the best as possible on the dance teacher's salary. Um, <laughs> I'm going to do it because I know that speaks to him. And we have our schedules coming out. You know, they're asking us to start giving them, you know, a, mm-hmm. an idea of like what our schedules might be like. I came to him and was like, I'm, I'm thinking about this. What do you think? And he was like, oh, you can do what you want. I was like, no. This is going to be able to, this is going to be our first year in marriage. I want to do it with the intention. Yeah. And he received that. And it really, like, he really felt that because it was an act of service. Yeah. And it was the fact that you were putting him first over, instead of work first. Yeah. Yeah. Which I've had a habit of doing in the past. Yeah. I still struggle with that. Yeah. Because I'll go and I'll still be needing to work. I'm like, no, quality time. I, I struggle with that myself. Yeah. It's hard to, like, especially, like... When your work has to come home with you. Yeah. Scheduling that time out. Like, my fiancé works from home. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes. And sometimes, like today, he had to work. He yeah. had to work this morning. And so sometimes he has to bring it home. But then at the same time, he doesn't have to every time. Yeah. I do. Because I have to plan my classes. Yeah. See, and I was at the point with my job, I'd be at home, or even when we were on our vacation that we took down to the beach. Yeah. I was still getting calls. From oh, work. I remember. Uh, we wanted to, and I turned my manager. phone off to all that. Well, I mean, and the per and I, I was, they, and the person that I did answer was somebody at work that really hated bothering me ever, and he's a great guy, and he literally, like, okay, I really just need to know where is it? Right. I just can't find it. And, you know, when it came from him, I knew it either was something that needed to be dealt with. Yeah. Or it was something that he had tried to figure out and couldn't. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, though, when I would get calls from work, it was, so we, we know we know what we know you know where it's at. So where is it? And it's like, go look for it. You know, and it got real bad because I couldn't plan anything to where I couldn't be away from my phone. Mm-hmm. Well, and what I the one I always got irritated at was the first vacation we ever went on. No, it wasn't the first vacation. Our honeymoon. Our honeymoon, we finally got into a Wi-Fi range, and I had, my phone blew up with 
Can you come in? Messages <laughs> of questions of where stuff was, of what stuff was going on, why certain things were happening. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm on, on my honeymoon. honeymoon. Right. I'm on a boat alone. in the middle of the ocean. Right. I'm on a boat. No, the one I was thinking of is when we went to Chattanooga. And they scheduled you to come in on a day that you had requested off. And they had told you they were going to give it off. Because they gave me the Saturday off. But then the schedule for next week came out and I had to come in to work on Monday. And it's like, we no. We were coming home on Monday. Because my, my entire request was Saturday through Monday. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's, that's not going to work. Yeah, that's the one I remember. That was irritating. That was a nice little person. Yeah, per- per- I know. And the person that uh, did that scheduling, is last I heard, is a youth pastor. That's because he had to come to Jesus. He had to come to Jesus when he had his motorcycle accident on Valentine's Day. Yep. Oh, shoot. Yeah. And, like, multiple bleeding in his brain, multiple breaks in his back and neck. It was bad. Yep. All right. So, last point. How does God use our love languages in trying to interact with us? And this is purely just opinion. I think we've kind of already touched on this. Yeah. I feel like. God shows his love language, like, shows me love in my love language through, like, when I'm just dancing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, dancing for him or dancing in general. Like, that's my quality time with God. Mm-hmm. It's when I feel the closest to him. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't necessarily have to give me, like I said, gift or... Um, he He uses other people for words of affirmation. Like, there was one day... It was the first time I performed again being back here. I had taken a year and some months off, mm-hmm. and we went and performed at a, an awards ceremony for nonprofits. And my director looked at me and she was like, I'm very proud of you for getting back up on that stage. You did great. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't been told that in a very, very, very long time with the knowledge that it was intentional and true. Mm-hmm. So God used her, but I, I feel like God and I spend quality time, and, and my fiancé does the same thing with his running. That's his quality time with God. That's when he feels like there's that love language is being met mm-hmm. with the Lord. That same for me, was, was it last weekend when I went on that walk? Mm-hmm. And for me, it was a walk, and eventually I got to a beautiful spot. There's a house next road over that has a pond in their front yard and the drainage comes into a waterfall and comes down to a creek and goes through a pipe and has another waterfall. Mm-hmm. Beautiful sounding, very peaceful and tranquil. And it was just a wonderful time to just stop and talk. Yep. You know, a couple of years ago it was me going on a one night backpacking trip with the Pine Mountain Trail, which is fun. <laughs> <coughs> But for me, it, you know, there's a bit of a needing to just get away. Yeah. I mean, heck, even Jesus had to get away and be one on one. Many, many times. <laughs> Lord, get me away from these 12 year olds. Literally. Literally. <laughs> these 12, 12 year olds. <laughs> Father, I'm getting tired of them. No, for me, because mine's receiving gifts, I've, ha- I've looked at it in a sense of getting little surprises almost like snow days when you know we get snow days and we get an extra day off from school and <gasps> I get to sleep in there's snow um yes but I don't have to go to work um True. <laughs> or 
part when John is able to get a day off, like yesterday he was able to take a day off from one of his jobs, and I got to spend all day with him, which oh, was really nice. I know. I got him all weekend. I was so excited. I was excited that I didn't have really anything I had to take it off for. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I actually had a weekend. Yeah. Whoa. I know. Like my first actual weekend in what, what? a year and a half, what two a years? Weekend? I have a weekend? I get one next weekend, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> what am I going to do? Or getting to do a girl's day with... All of us, like yeah. we're doing yes. on Tuesday. Or even just getting, you know, for, I've gotten this from both Caroline and Liv. We're all get a text message and just being like, hey, just checking on you. And it, you know, it's just those nice little surprises kind of throughout the day. Or not throughout the day, but throughout the year of just like, oh, okay. yeah, And it makes my day better and it makes me appreciate it. It could be just an absolutely cruddy day. But, you know, the I had a really rough week this week and I called Caroline was just able to process stuff with Can her. Can I vent? And I said, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the fact that I was able to do that, the fact that I was able to message her and go, "Can I vent?" and just talk through stuff and, yeah. and get support from her was was nice cuz yeah. I knew I was going to get support from John, but being able to go outside of uh outside of the who lives in my house um, and who I see on a day-to-day basis. Except Caroline, not I don't live in your house. <laughs> Maybe have my you, car just shows up. Have you been know. living in my house? Have you been living with Pepe? For Pepe! Those of, for those of you who don't know, Pepe is our house elf. We have a house elf. It, it turns Pepe. out the house elf is actually a mouse, and we saw him today twice. I love That's Pepe. Pepe. And I, I'm trying elf. to take care of that. We're trying to get Pepe back out to the wild. Pepe. We're not going to hurt Pepe. I love Pepe. All right, Caroline. I'm sorry I've been quiet through this. It's just... I don't know. Love languages, to me, it's just... It just is. It's not something I feel really opinionated about. And I guess part of it is because... I don't know. I'm frequently alone. And I don't really have anybody to express my love to except myself and my dog and the very few people who are around me on a day-to-day basis. I was about to say, you, you feel very opinionated when you do stuff and you don't get words of affirmation back so when it's not being met you're very opinionated yeah (laughs) but (laughs) okay that we haven't actually said this part have we Uh uh-uh okay i'll be the one to do it then go for it the fact that i haven't talked much so (laughs) oh liv looks worried no don't don't be you've you've already heard this before so i don't know what's happening jordan and i have I'm talking. That's what's happening. <laughs> I'm talking. You gonna, you gonna do so, it to him? Yeah. Just yeah I'm to about him. to do it to him. <laughs> I only know how to do it to him. <laughs> All I need is a Julian Salamita uh, fanny pack, and then I can totally do it to him. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> anyway, sorry, I'm on Instagram, and I he's been really pushing those, and part of me has been thinking maybe I'll buy one, even though I don't really like fanny packs. But anyway, just gonna do it to him. So, <laughs> I'm just gonna do it to him anyway. So Jordan and I, over the years, have of course been trying to figure out our friendship even more and how we can be mm-hmm. better friends. And as we've gotten older, uh, and we actually have money, we're still not quite sure what to do with sort of. like gifts. Well, y- what's this money? Well, yeah, you're you're an adult, and it's like, wow, I can buy things. I don't know what to buy now. I I feel okay. I feel I this. Saying, what's this money you well, speak of? You know what I mean. It's like I I'm an adult with responsibilities. What do I get people now? You know, and I handmade gifts. I thrive on finding or making the what I would call the perfect piece de resistance. Piece de resistance. I speak French. I'm not gonna booger it up. 
uh, gift. And the thing is, I've made some really good gifts. As we got older, I sometimes would not be able to find what I would consider the quote-unquote perfect gift. Just because I have given Jordan some gifts and other friends and family some gifts that I consider, like, top-tier how am I going to beat this for next year just because I really, really wanted to want to see them just, their eyes explode and they're just super happy and they're like, how did you do this? This is amazing! You want uh, that for, affirmation. For exa- yeah, exactly. For example, uh, we've talked about the Phil Vischer autograph. We did? Mm-hmm. In a previous episode. Yeah. Well, okay, there's the, Phil, there's the Phil, there's the Phil, well, we've did I go into, it. I went yeah. into detail about how I had to sit on that thing for a while? Yeah. yeah. Okay, anyway, so there's the Phil Vischer autograph. For my mother, uh, there was a particular study Bible that she wanted, and I didn't realize how much it meant to her until she opened the box and basically freaked out. Like, I was super excited that she just wigged out that much. And this Christmas, I got her tickets to uh, the symphony to hear this uh, Romeo and Juliet the Ballet uh, selections from it, because it's one of her favorite things, like, ever. Mm-hmm. And so seeing people freak out like that is wonderful. And then there are times when Jordan doesn't freak out, and I'm like, no! No! So we're, we're working on that, because she told me that it's like, no, experiences are my thing. And part of me is like, but experiences cost more money, and I can't do them by myself. So we've been kind of working on that. So. It's the thought behind mine. If you want to get me something, that's fine. But don't ask me. Well, that's why I personally like doing, like, making gifts for people. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for Christmas, I made my friend, her, her husband, and her son into Star Wars characters, framed oh. it, and gave it to her for Christmas. Yeah. She absolutely loved it, put it on her mantle, like, it's still sitting there. She moved, like, one of the pictures of her kid over, so that she, like... <laughs> Excuse me, son. Like, but like, have new that joy that she had of putting it and moving it and putting it in that specific location yeah. was like super, super cool. Like, I really because I I took time. I spent quality time on something for her. Right. But she turned around and gave me the dopest thing ever because my she was like talking about it one day how she always has a fleece blanket in her car mm-hmm. for when it's cold. She wraps herself up in the taco, sits in her car. Now you know the body heat. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's such a smart idea. Would have never thought about that. Turns around, gives me a Batman fleece blanket for <laughs> my car. Awesome. And while she was like, well, she was like, oh, now I, I, I give kind of seems a little silly it compared to, I was like, no, this is epic because it's something I wouldn't buy for myself. Right. It's not, it's something that you had mentioned. I was like, that's super dope. You were like, I'm going to get this for her because she hates being cold. Gave it to me. It's super dope. Like, like David's a snuggie got me, or an actual blanket? It's an actual blanket. My fiance bought me 15 bottles of Starbucks Frappuccino coffees <laughs> for Christmas. That was dope. Because he knows how much I love coffee. Yeah. And then I got him a hubby and wifey mug. Aww. Because I knew that like he also loves coffee and he likes using certain mugs. And he doesn't have a whole lot of mugs. He has really nice ones. But I wanted to get him something that every time he went to go use it. He thought of you. He, he thought of me. But then I also made him a picture and framed it, and it's sitting in his his house. Like, it's one of the first things you see when you go into the living room. Yeah. It's like, anyway. I've actually gotten John excited about holidays now, because prior to us meeting, he was just like, yeah, it's holidays. Especially birthdays. Yeah. 
I <clears throat> Mary Bird. between between her and my twelfth birthday, I had never been excited for a birthday. Yeah, I exist. We've changed that now. He gets but excited. I also want to take one quick second. I love how we're talking about love languages with Olivia wearing a hashtag love beanie. I did on purpose. Just just wanted to point that one out. Of my students hear it too. Uh, mine. It's not just words of affirmation. I think it's just straight up words. Like I love reading. I think even though I don't read a whole lot of poetry, when I find really good poetry, it just that's dope. Oh. And I mean, music technically, you know, is poetry. Yeah. And you know, with yeah. lyrics that work well. And so when I read a particular thing in the Bible or in commentary, and I'm able to put those pieces together, it's just like. A jolt of serotonin, like oh, well, this you, is so cool. You love the beauty and, in all of it. You love yeah. the being able to read it and it really form a picture and let your imagination go wild. And to me, that is kind of words of affirmation because mm-hmm. he's Absolutely. affirming himself in my mind. Although there was that one time when I just wanted to, I was sort of testing something I'd read in a book, and it's like, okay, God, I'm just gonna stand out here in the middle of my backyard and, you know let you do something. I don't know. And anyway, it was, at the, it was actually in the very back. Uh, we've got woods in the back that are separated by a fence from our manicured, manicured yard. And, <laughs> With the air um, quotes. This, I heard this crunch, crunch, crunch. And to my left came this big stag. Like he didn't have a huge rack on him at all, but the fact that he was that close to me, didn't notice me, mm-hmm. just kept walking. It was kind of like, Thank you, God. That was cool. A little terrifying, but also really cool. So, you know, like, sometimes he does, quote-unquote, well, I don't, I'm not going to say quote-unquote, he does miracles for me. They're yeah. not what you would expect as full, full miracles, but, I mean, and like I said, for me, I like art, I like the words, I like those, those experiences. So, words of affirmation, just straight up words. That's yeah. how he speaks to me. Well, again, that, that goes back to what we were saying earlier about words of affirmation to you mm-hmm. might be completely different than what words of affirmation for yeah. me are. And I was just saying what it was. And it's lovely. I, mm-hmm. I love that fact. John, you gotta, you gotta leave <laughs> us out. Take us out, John. Okay. In your radio voice. No. <laughs> you the radio star. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, well, that's because Caroline was also singing it earlier, too. So was I. Uh, we were both singing it. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Call to the Table. Please get in contact with us anytime for questions, comments, ideas, prayer requests, emotional outbursts, <laughs> <laughs> and etc. at call to the table at gmail.com or on Facebook or Instagram at call to the table pod. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say John, you ruined her moment. I know, I purposely. You didn't say at gmail. You didn't say gmail though. You said it? Oh, I, I just said, said it too fast. No. <laughs> I was ready. I no. said the Gmail no, first. He said the Gmail first. gmail.com and then he was doing Instagram and Facebook and you said dot com in the middle of Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Shoot. Call to the table pod at Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Did it just for you there. And feel free to join us next time as we discuss spiritual gifts. Bye. Bye. I'm leaving. I'm done. We didn't harmonize. <laughs> I'm calling. <laughs>